Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz in another episode of College Prep Genius. You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast and this is episode number 40 and today I've got Jean Burke on the line and Jean is going to be giving us an uh, overview of the reading section of the SAT. Welcome Jean. Thanks Felice for having me. Well, Jean, I got to um, see you a couple of times this past summer, and it's been really fun, and, um, you know, at conferences. So if you guys go to homeschool conferences, be looking for Jean, um, and you um, may see her. And if you don't, um, you know, make sure your organizers invite Jean, and you can find her over at College Press Genius. But we had been talking, uh, Jean, and you were telling me about the in-person classes, and I was thinking, gosh, you know, I have your – um, you know, back when you had all the DVDs and I even have your digital class, is it really worth um, coming to the in-person class? And what did you tell me? Well, I said that, you know, some kids learn, uh, you know, on, online. Some kids do better in a classroom setting. But, you know, no matter how you do the program, you've got to hear it more than one time uh, because, right. you know, kids are only going to, you know, retain a small percentage the first time. So you to really solidify the information so that you can – you know, apply it appropriately and, and learn to internalize the strategies, you have to hear it more than once. Right. So anyway, I took her up on her offer, and um, as things worked out, we ended up going to a, a class that you had in Tampa, Florida. Well, I live about two and a half hours away from Tampa, um, and so um, and my son plays football, and he doesn't normally play football, but somehow my little baseball player is playing football and he's not so little anymore but uh you know be it as it may uh with our crazy homeschool schedules it turned out that um friday uh was the first game of the season so there was of course no way we could miss that so i drove up um to tampa and um we we ended up coming to your class and we even had to leave um after lunch so i could get mike back to fort myers and and everything, but it was so good um, that he was talking about it. And the one section I really wanted him to hear was the math, because he did really good on the reading and the writing section. And um, you know, he didn't get to hear a whole lot of it, but then he went back and and got to um, well, he did do some of it, and then you gave him some homework to do, and and then the next day um, he looked at it on the way back up again, and then you went through some of the answers which was really good because they got to work out problems and um and figure out the strategy behind them um because it was what was so great gene was that you would say things like you know did you do it this way and everybody's shaking their heads yes and then it was like well you didn't have to figure out the problem because this is what you you know you could have done this and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I see it. And, and it was really great. So he was so excited. Um, and this is a child who's, who's you know, pretty pretty sharp. And, um, you know, he's 16. He's taking uh, so his second year of taking some, a few classes at the college. So 
um, you know, it was difficult to get him excited about taking the SAT. And um, not only did he get a whole lot from it, Gene, um, but it was worth the, you know, 10 hours mom spent in the car back and forth, you know, to, to bring him and take him home because um, we were actually going to just spend the night in Tampa. So it was less wear and tear on this. In fact, I think I I invited you out to dinner and then I had to uninvite you because we weren't going to be. You can only do that to good friends, guys, right? Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, you know. I'm sorry, Jean, I'm not taking you to dinner because I've got to get my son back home. Um, but anyway, it was it was really uh, wonderful. And I just wanted to, you know, put a shout out for that. So look at, um, you know, areas around you. And it, it takes like 12, 12 kids to host an SAT class. So it's not as many kids as you think. And there's information on Jean's website, too, at College Prep Genius. So um, sorry to take all that time, Jean, but I really wanted to, you know, share the benefits. And then um, you're going to talk about, uh, the new SAT, and you're going to give us some information um, about the the reading program. So um, go ahead and and uh, tell us a little bit about that, the reading section. Well, you know, when the cards were changed uh, to the redesigned SAT, which came out last March, last, last March, the um, used to be called critical reading, and then they just changed to just basically reading, and even before it changed, and even so now, it is the number one hated section of the test. Uh, and that's mainly because of the way it's structured. I mean, they, they give you six passages, 52 questions, and 65 minutes to complete, complete it in. And so if you did the math, that comes out to about 1.2 minutes per question and six passages. Uh, so you can see why most students are just overwhelmed. They hate it. They tend to treat the reading just like an English class where they're going to go through and they're going to read, they're going to analyze it, they're going to try to interpret the passage, um, which not only is the wrong way to do it, but you don't even have that kind of time. Um, so it's really uh, exciting, you know, to find out really how to attack this part and not like you would normally. The um, right. reading is – well, you know, as you, as you were in the classroom – you know, I went over the fact that there are three types of passages. You know, you've got your long passage, which is several paragraphs long. You've got your long passage with a chart or graph, and then you've got the dual passage section. And what I do in the classroom, as well as the e-course, is I teach the kids not only how to cut the time in half, but also why the right answers are right and why the wrong ones are wrong so that you can correct your mistakes. But you know what's interesting, and kind of a funny story, a couple days ago I got an email from a lady uh, who said, uh, and you know, it's so funny, and you know how this is, Felice, when people try to tell you your job, you know, this lady was just uh, <laughs> like, well, you know, your website is obviously not up to date because you say that you don't have to read the passages, yet X, Y, and Z SAT prep company says, on the new SAT, you absolutely have to read the passages. Now, do you concur with this person? And I was like, wow. Uh, you know, lady, you kind of already made up your mind what you believe. I mean, it really kind of almost doesn't matter what I say. Um, and, wh- you know, wh- why are you even asking me? Because it feels like you already feel that way. And I, so I told her, you know, I went through the point, the fact that you get, you know, 1.2 minutes per question and the six passages. Uh, but I also said, you know, you can take test number one, in the uh, College Word book or on the website, the first passage has 94 lines, 
and the most you ever have to read are 23 of them and still get every answer right. And that's that means you basically have skipped 75% of the passages. And by the way, if you want to go with X, Y, and Z company and read all the passages, feel free to do that. You know, um, right. you know, I think people understand that it's this is not like normal class. Just because a company says something, other or tries to, you know, bring fear into getting you to buy their program because now you have to know all this stuff. You know, that's just um, uh, a scare tactic. And, and I don't use that. I don't do that. I just say, hey, bottom line is. You, you can find the answers, and most of the passages, it's not only unnecessary, it's confusing, and by the way, it's purposely boring. Uh, so right. uh, reading passages, right. really, here's the bottom line. They've got five types of questions, and if you understand the type of questions that are presented and you identify which ones are which, uh, then you can do very, very well. They're, they're all answered differently. Um, they're purposely out of order. And so once you learn to uh, basically put them in the right order, you know, again, you can answer every question very quickly. Uh, so let me go over the, the types of questions uh, that okay, you're going to on. see on let me. I'm going to jump in because I'm the time master here. So we're going to break for a short commercial. And when we come back, you can jump in. And I also want you to define dual passage, explain what that okay. means. And we'll do that when we come back. Hold on. Are you a student athlete, one that hopes to play a college sport? Are you concerned about scholarship opportunities? Or perhaps getting a high enough score on the standardized tests like the SAT so that you can accept that full ride? Well, I've got some great news. Jean Burke has authored a course, College Prep Genius, that's sure to help you. In her course, which you can complete from the comfort of your own home, Jean goes into a step-by-step -step process on how to ace the SAT and increase your score even if you've already taken the test. Don't wait. College Prep Genius is here for you. Use the short code bit.ly forward slash college prep genius to learn more. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash college prep genius. Don't wait. Scholarships are out there, just waiting for you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius. You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode number 40, so um, look for that episode. And better yet, follow on iTunes. You can find College Prep Genius on iTunes or Google Play or your podcast app on your phone. And before we went to break, Jean, I um, interrupted you. You were going strong on um, mm -hmm. the different types of passages and questions. And tell people, um, what is a dual passage? Well, the dual passage is where the college board is getting to give your students two completely different passages. Uh, there'll be passage one, then there'll be passage two. And these two passages are connected by a common topic. In other words, they might agree with each other, or they might disagree with each other, or they might even complement one another. And so you're, you're given a bunch of questions. And what's interesting is uh, the questions are going to relate to either one or the other or both passages. And so uh, students need to get a really good grasp on the two passages because they use, you know, some very sneaky tricks 
um, to make you think that you're getting the answer from the right passage when it's possibly from the other passage. Um, so you have to be really on your guard and, and know, you know, again, how to put the questions in the right order and then how to um, identify what type of questions they are. Okay, very good. So you were going to tell us about the different types of questions. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Well, the first type of question uh, that you may see on there or in a particular order is the line citation question. Now, this is a question that's basically going to cite a line. So it might say something like, in line 12, what was the author thinking? The second type of question that you're going to see is what's called the vocabulary use question. And this is where it's going to ask you about the particular use of a word. So it might say something like, what does the word help mean in line 4? Uh, then you're going to get what's called the overall passage question. And this type of question is going to pretty much cover some main topic like what's the main idea, main facts of the passage, you know, what does this passage serve to do. Uh, then the two new types of questions that were added um, on the new redesigned SAT, it, first of all, it's called the command of evidence question. And this is where it's pretty much going to ask you about some evidence for the previous question. And then sometimes on the test you'll have the chart question. And this is basically, uh, there'll be a graph or a table or a chart somewhere in the middle of the passage. And they're going to ask you some key information uh, from the chart. And you've got to find the answer um, that matches. So knowing that there are different types of questions, they, they're all attacked differently. You approach each one differently. And you've got to put them in the right order. Um, because the College Board is testing your thinking skills. They're testing to see, you know, can you logically figure out that these are actually in the wrong order? And then once you can put them in the right order, certainly uh, you can do very, very well. So, uh, again, it, it, even though it's the number one hated section of the test, about 95% of students hate the reading section. Um, but it can, it can be a section that you can really like because, you know, the answers can just kind of start jumping out at you you know, once you understand um, how to, you know, approach the test. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things that a mistake that a lot of uh, people make on, a, on this section is they tend to do what they've done in school, and that is they will read the passage and start analyzing, trying to interpret it. Um, don't do that. Um, that's not your job, okay? Don't, uh, that's, your job is only to answer the questions, uh, you, you know, you've got to take every word literally on this test. A big mistake that students make is to not do that. Like if I said, you know, Felice rides her bike every day. I, I don't mean that you ride your bike 365 days a year. What I mean is you ride your bike a lot. Um, but mm -hmm. if the college board in the passage says that Felice rides her bike every day, they absolutely mean 365 days a, a, a year. So you do have to keep that in mind. And one of the things that I love about knowing that the SAT and PSAT are not content-based tests is the fact that you don't have to know anything about the subject matter. It could be something that you have never studied before. It could be something that you've never seen before, uh, you know, social sciences, humanities, gardening, you know, take your pick. Um, a lot of students get freaked out by that because they'll go, gosh, I, I've never studied gardening. I've never gardened in my life. I, 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 there's no way I can answer these questions. Um, but remember, you cannot study for the SAT because it's not a content-based test. It is a logic test. And you mm -hmm. study the, the way the questions are written, 
and the way that the answers are written. So that's actually um, not a problem, no matter what the topic is about. You know, and interesting enough about me, the SAT. I'm sorry? Yeah, I wanted to jump in. And one of the things Jean did in the real class, and I'm going to be doing this throughout the next few few podcasts that we do, because I'm so excited, Jean. But she um, put up an LSAT te- uh, test question. And, you know, the kids' little eyes bugged out, like, okay, Jean says, you know, this is a sample question that's on the, you know, the test whether or not you're going to even get into law school. And um, and she goes, you know, nobody at this point knows anything about law. You know, you just graduated from college and you're you're going into or you're in college taking the LSAT. And she goes, you don't know law. So what are they testing? And you gave some very good key points similar to what you did on the reading section. And the kids were able, you had them guess their answer, you know, and hypothesize or however you want to say it. And, you know, like my son got it right. And he was like super thrilled. And he did really well on the reading. But after you went through um, the key uh, points, you know, and you're just, we don't have time to go through all of them in, in one podcast and um, on reading, but um, he got all but I think two um, wrong and everything else was right. And he was so thrilled and he was done early, you know, and so he said last time he didn't even get through it all, you know, and at the end, you know, when he saw the time, they just start, you know, bubbling in answers, which you also talked to them about that. And um, gave him some really good points about that. But I just wanted to jump in there and share that because, you know, that was amazing to me that, you know, a 16-year-old could actually answer an LSAT question without any previous knowledge because it, that's not it's not testing law. It's testing logic. Oh, absolutely. No, you're right. And good for him. Congratulations to him. You know, all these tests. You know, med school, you go to med school, you don't know anything about medicine, so they're not testing you on that. They're testing your thinking skills. How well can you answer questions under pressure? That's really the bottom line um, because they have to level the playing field for everybody because no matter where you go to school or where you were born, what state you live in, um, they need some great equalizers, so it's going to be a standardized logic test. Um, so you're right. Um, you, know, I, you know, you knew about my son. You know, received a lot of uh, free offers to law school. My daughter, grad school, um, again, coming down to the test score. And that's what I tell everybody. You know, I'm, I'm just such a uh, – so excited about telling people that nobody should ever have to pay for college. There's so many ways to go for free. Uh, and, and the number one way, of course, is, is your test score. So, uh, And you're right. Whether you like the reading section or whether you hate the reading section, you know, there is a way to answer the questions correctly and, and do very well. Um, one of the things, too, I wanted to tell you is that most students, when they approach the reading section, what they'll do is they'll read the question and then they start looking for the right answer, going through the answer choices. That is absolutely the wrong way to approach the types of questions. What you want to do is you want to read the question and eliminate the trick answers first. And, you know, there's a lot of trick answers that they use, and once you can eliminate the trick answers, then it's going to leave you with a one right answer. And so I'll give you my um, the four hidden patterns that the College Board uses to make your child second-guess himself or overthink the question. And it falls under the category that I call COAT, C-O-A-T. So they might give you an answer that it C, completely irrelevant to the question. 
has nothing to do with it. It has something to do with another part of the passage. They might give you, oh, an obscure answer, confusing, A. They'll give you an answer that adds additional, extra stuff. Or T, totally contradictory, some, some answer that says the opposite. Now, once students learn those four hidden patterns on the line citation question, instead of looking for the right answer, you're going to eliminate any answer choice that falls into one of those categories. And that's going to leave you the one right answer that doesn't break any of those rules. You know, the key is to challenge every answer choice. Challenge everyone, you know, look at it and say, what, what do I not like about this answer? And if you can look at it that way, you, it'll start jumping out at you the answers that are absolutely wrong, the ones um, that fall into one of those patterns. Uh, so it's, it can make a huge difference because I think what I hear a lot, especially smart, smart kids, will overthink or overanalyze every single thing, and they'll be like, well, I could make A work or B could work or C could work. And, and, you know, probably they could if you did that, but the test is objective, and there's only one right answer. Um, so the key, of course, is to get rid of the wrong answers first. Very good. Well, any last thoughts on, on reading before we wrap up? Yes. Keep in mind that this reading section can be figured out. It's not something that you need to study tons and tons and tons of material for because you're not going to know what's going to be on the test. But these questions and these answers point you straight to the right answer. And by just knowing that there are different types of questions, that they're out of order, and that you can you can learn to put them in the right order and you can get rid of the four hidden tricks I told you about, um, that you can do really well. And, and you won't be scrambling for time. When I was in Florida this last year at the um, FPEA, a lady came up to me, said her son, who took my class, uh, or maybe about the e-course, um, when he got to the reading section, he got through it, had time left over, went back to it again, double-checked his work, still had time left over, and then he decided to take a nap. And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> he got every answer right. I'd never heard that wow. testimony before, but literally, you know, you've got 60, 65 minutes, and he had over an hour, and I'm not sure what time frame he got through, but he had enough to take a really good nap, she said, and still got all the answers right. So, you know, again, it's not something that, like that one lady who wrote me and said, well, these people say you have to read all the passages and you have to do all this. You don't have that kind of time. There's no way you can do that, and it's just too confusing. confusing. So whether your child likes the reading section or doesn't like the reading section, it's it's comparable, and it's learnable, and it's beatable, uh, and anybody can do well in it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And, guys, go check out collegeprepgenius.com. Uh, Jean has uh, some awesome things on that site and, you know, video and all kinds of uh, tutorials. And, and better yet, if you um, can check out her schedule, there may still be time to sign up uh, for one of the classes that she's doing. Uh, Jean, thanks so much for joining uh, us on the show, and we'll talk to you about math in uh, the next podcast. Thanks, Lise. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius radio show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast 
or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information, and we'll see you soon.